cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and broke their chains in pieces. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he has broken the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron in two. So rejoice with me as we praise the one who breaks our chains. He does not let us live in a life of bondage if we just turn to him. He will break the bondage that has been trying to plague you for far too long. If you've been looking for the key, the key is Jesus. There is victory in Jesus' name.
runs dry for us. Hallelujah. Well, if you are new here, we would love for you to grab one of these welcome papers right in front of you in the seat ahead. Go around and greet some of your family of faith this evening. I'm on, I'm on, yes. I'm just waiting because I know y'all are visiting. Can you hear me? Oh good, that's all that matters. <laughs> Pastor Phil, they like to talk here, like a lot. Okay, well, as you guys can tell, um, Kylan's not here. It's me instead. <laughs> he had a um, he had a county track meet tonight, and can I just tell you? I probably shouldn't say this, but he is like done. He's done. So we're we're almost there. We're almost there. So we're gonna go ahead and take offering tonight, and Nathan is gonna come up and pray over the offering. I think. No, yes, yes.
I just ask that everyone that's sitting in this room, anyone that's not sitting in this room but watching online, Lord, I just pray provision over them. I speak uh, prosperity over them, not in financial, not only in financial, but Lord, I just lift them up to you, Lord. And Lord, I just pray that that salvation will come to your house in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. You guys can bring your offering up. Don't everybody rush the stage. No, I'm just saying. nice to see y'all and it's so nice that it's sunny I'm so excited <laughs> so I'm gonna go through just a couple of announcements they're on my phone that's why I'm looking at my phone not you know not Instagram or anything like that um, okay so a couple of things um, nursery so we're gonna start the nursery volunteers remember Kylan talked about that was it Sunday I, I can't remember everything is is going into each other right now for me just because I've got graduation in like a week so I can't think so um, yeah so there is going to be a nursery volunteers meeting this Sunday after church so anybody who wanted to be a part of the nursery we're gonna meet this Sunday right after church I'm really excited that we're gonna have a nursery I'm very excited <laughs> Yes, we have some new babies coming, so so that'll be good. There's one, this church is really good at new babies. <laughs> oh, dude, okay. Um, also, ladies' small groups are being kicked off. Um, if you've signed up, a leader will be contacting you. I know that I've gotten a contact. I know some others have. So if you haven't and you signed up, um, yeah, maybe bug somebody. But if not, <laughs> if you start hearing, um, I know Tori texted me, um, and then have you got, Christine, have you, so see, it's good. We're going to have fun. It's going to be good. I'm excited about it. Um, Mark Dunphy will be here May 26th. I know. I know, I know. I've heard a couple of people who really like him. So he'll be here on, it's a Wednesday night. There is the week of Pentecost at the other, at the Bakken's campus starting Sunday night. So if you guys want to check that out, feel free. I think, I know you're going to, you're going to be singing, right? And Chamberlain is going to be up there. So yeah, absolutely. Go on up and it's Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I knew Sunday. I, I just didn't say it. Not Wednesday? Not Wednesday. See, I'm terrible at announcements, clearly. Um, <laughs> huh? Small groups. That's when Mark's going to be here. Yes. So we have Pastor Phil Walker with us tonight. A super special guest. So if you want to... and. 
and his lovely wife, Regina. <laughs> so I don't, you want to come on up? Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, praise God. I want to stop talking. <laughs> All right, praise God. <laughs> Amen. No, I got this. Uh, first of all, I think that everybody pretty much thought that as big as my mouth was, I didn't even need a mic, hallelujah. Uh, but I do have this. this. <laughs> hey, praise God. Hallelujah, amen. Well, praise God. God bless each and every one of you, amen. And I'm just glad to be here with you in your new place. So since this is my first time here, we're just going to clap our hands. Woo! Wow, and shout a little bit, amen. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I, I got to tell you something. Uh, me and Pastor Regina and all of us have been so super excited for you guys. And uh, I'm sure you're just like us. We're thanking God for the blessing that is within uh, Pastor Kylan and Sister Margot as they get to be on this faith journey with you. Amen. And uh, so the first thing I'm going to tell you guys is that... Uh, I'm so excited about being in this new facility with you because uh, I got to come over while you were doing the renovation process. And I tell you what, you were just in the renovation process and people were working and you guys were doing different things. And I slipped in the back door there. And of course I was trying to be quiet because I didn't want you guys to put me to work too heavy. But no, no, no. Uh, but in all honesty, as soon as I stepped in here, I felt a peace and I felt a presence of God. And I really felt him letting me know that you guys were taking a next step in the journey that God has given you. Amen. And, you know, we can relate to you so much right now because, uh, you know, last year we got to move into our new building after 10 years of being in uh, Kenton, Ohio. And I got to tell you, even though we have fond memories of where we were, whoo, buddy, we are home. And we have fonder memory, memories about where we're headed. Amen. So I'm, I'm just going to share some things with you tonight because uh, first I got to tell you that, you know, we got to remember what the Bible says in Philippians chapter one, verse six, right? Being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you, amen, is faithful to finish, amen? Whew. And I also want you to know that both individually and I also believe corporately that we need to understand, like it says in the book of Hebrews, that he's the author and the finisher of our faith. And so we certainly get to start the journey as newborn babes and we get to drink the milk of the word and all that kind of stuff. But there comes a day um, so much, you know, in the natural, we're used to graduating and we're used to next steps and taking on more responsibilities. But tonight I just want to share with you in the spirit of the Lord. And uh, uh, I believe this is true for every one of us in here tonight, that there comes a point where it's time for us to take another step. And I want you to know that um, um, even though I'm not going to preach on this part of this all night, I, I just got to give you a, a little bit of a challenge, praise God. 
because I want you to know that oftentimes when we step into new places and we're experiencing the blessing of God, that's wonderful, and I want you to do that. But I also want to remind you that when Joshua and the people finally got to cross Jordan into the promised land, the first thing that happened in their new arena was they got circumcised. <laughs> Man, ouch! I mean, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Couldn't you wait a little while? But, but the first thing that happened when they came into the place of blessing and they got promoted was they got circumcised, amen? And the Lord gave them a year to heal and to eat in their new land and all that stuff and to gain strength. And so what I really came here to tell you tonight is, is that you guys on this journey, uh, first of all, I'm going to give you a little challenge, but then I'm going to give you some thanks because... The very fact that you're here is a confirmation of God's promotion of your faith. See, the very fact that you've moved into a place where now you can grow and now you have access to more things and more people is a confirmation of God saying, hey, you've come to a place where I can move you forward, but now that I have moved you forward, I want to challenge you that many things that you did to get here Gird yourself. It's not time to rest. It's not time to kick back. It's time to step up and challenge ourselves to let God who began something be the great finisher of it. Amen? Woo. And so tonight we're going to talk about these things a little bit. And uh, I, I really just want you to know um, that I'm just so thankful that you guys are here. But even within... Uh, uh, my own life and everything right now and just what I was praying and, and, and getting a good sense about is, is that, you know, in order for us to move into new arenas, sometimes we need to put a pause on things that are not so necessary. Whew. And I think this is going to witness to some of you guys tonight because I believe, first of all, uh, the moment I stepped in here, I just heard the Lord tell me that promotion is in the atmosphere. And I want you to know that sometimes promotion is an individual thing, but sometimes promotion is a corporate thing. And I want you to know that as you guys have moved into this new place as a church, as a house, as a family of faith, I want you to know something that you need to be ready because now that this house has moved, you're going to see God move in great ways individually. I'm telling you, I was excited to hear you talk about the nursery because I tell you what, you better get ready because more babies are coming. Praise God. I want you to know that I, I, I really had this sense as soon as I stepped in here tonight that some of you need to be ready because you're going to come into promotion at your jobs. You're going to come into promotion where you workplace and in your relationships. I'm telling you that you just need to have your spirit ready because God is doing some things. And you guys have been putting in the time. I'm sure that Pastor Kylan has been speaking and challenging and, and just getting you guys ready. And as a result, I want you to know that, that you have already started putting in the sickle, so to speak. I really believe that I'm not bringing you something that's brand new. I'm bringing you a confirmation that many of you have already been on the path of saying, hey, I need to dig in and I need to take another step. And so before I get into what I want to share with you tonight and really uh, 
challenge us with just a little bit, praise God, because uh, really my overall sermon tonight is as for me and my house. Mm. Oh, whoo. <laughs> you know, that, that speaks to us in so many ways because I'm thinking <laughs> you guys just moved into this new house, amen? And you are certainly a, a part of this house, but I also want you to know that I hear this for me and my house. Now, when I say that, I want you to know that your household. Mm -hmm. But then I want to step back and talk to you as an individual also because we are also ourselves as an individual called a temple. Amen? We, we, we within ourselves are a house where God needs to reside and resonate. Amen? So I'm going to share that with you just because I want to give you some backdrop here just i gotta go to the old testament here just for a minute praise god Hallelujah. <laughs> okay it might take me a little extra time i have to use my phone here when i normally don't because my other device is struggling just a little bit <laughs> so just bear with me I just want to share something with you, and this is from the Old Testament, but it still applies, and it says this to us in Deuteronomy chapter 20. When, those, when thou goest out to battle against thine enemies, and seest horses and chariots, and a people more than thou, be not afraid of them. For the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt, and it shall be when you are coming nigh unto the battle that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people and shall say unto them hear O Israel you approach this day unto battle against your enemies let not your enemies faint fear not and do not tremble neither be ye terrified because of them for the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you you know, I want to say this to you tonight because as Christians in this world in which we live in today, if we're not careful, we will let the news, we will let the world, we'll let everything going around us override the understanding and the rest we should have in God. Listen, I tell you what, we are in this world and we want to be like the Lord and love this world, but we are not of this world. And I want you to know that our destiny, our provision, our value and the power of God is in our life no matter what's going on around us. Amen. I want you to know that God has in his word shown us many times where even when people were in a strange land, sometimes that became the place that they prospered the most. Why? Because even in a strange land, even in a difficult time, 
even in a difficult place, when we sit there and keep ourselves aligned with God, it really doesn't matter if there's famine going on around us. It really doesn't matter if there's a lot of difficulty going on around us. God will be faithful to bring us through any situation that we face. Amen? I want to remind you that in the book of the Bible, when we're talking about Egypt, before God's people got to come out of Egypt, there was times where plagues were coming upon the, the city and all kinds of things were happening. And I just want to remind you that at one point, darkness fell. And darkness fell so deep that they say you really couldn't see your hand 12 inches out in front of your face. But they could look up, and the land where God's people, the city of Goshen, there was light shining bright. Amen? Woo! So one thing that God needs from the church, and one thing that God needs from your house, and one thing that God needs you as an individual, and when I say as an individual, I'm saying as the body of Christ. You know, one time David and his men, when they were coming out of Ziglag, they went to fight to get their families back. And I want you to know that it got to the point that when they got to the battlefield, the Bible says that David beat up his enemies because it was as though to the enemies it was one man. See, I want you to know we could be in such unity as the body of Christ and so for the will of God that God would, that people would say, you know what, when I talk to Sister Margot, it's as though I'm talking to Pastor Kylan. And I'm telling you that God wants such a unity in the body of Christ that when you hear one speak, you should hear all speak, amen? amen. Woo! And it's gonna take some things for us to get there. And one thing it's gonna take is that we are going to have to be able to stand and stand in unity and stand in the goodness of God. And I just want to share this with you because uh, I really love this scripture. It's been a life scripture for me, but I also want you to know that I believe this scripture is just so fitting for us today. And I tell you that um, sometimes, uh, but before I move out of uh, Deuteronomy, I just want to, Hang in here just for a minute because um, in the book of Deuteronomy that we were just reading, I want to remind you that the Bible says that as they went, they weren't fighting the battle, right? As they went, God was fighting for them. And see, what I want us to understand as believers and what I want you to understand as you are, are moving into this time where I think that it is more important than ever. It's always been important. But I believe for us right now, we have to know what we believe and we have to be willing to stand strong in the foundations of our faith. Amen? And I, I want to share something with you because in the book of Joshua, and we know who Joshua is, right? Joshua is the leader that took over after Moses died. And Joshua first had to get over the difficulty of losing Moses, right? Because he was in a bad state after Moses died. So much so that the 
God had to come and speak to him and basically say, Joshua, now I know my servant Moses is dead. In other words, I know, Joshua, that for everything you were believing up till now, you didn't see the finish of it like you thought you were going to. Mm. See, this is important because I'm going to share with you something later that's critical. But he said, Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you have to arise. See, I want you to know something that throughout your life as a Christian, you're going to have seasons that are just overwhelmingly blessed where you can easily see what God's doing and how it's working out. And then you're going to have seasons that I call Moses moments. Amen. That's when I thought something was going to go and be finished a certain way. And all of a sudden, I have found myself at the end of a road and at a crossroads, so to speak, where I need to really hear what God says. And I thank God that in those moments, if we listen, God will speak. And he said, Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you have to rise up. Oh, come on. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm, I'm speaking to you right now. <laughs> I can't believe the pandemic. I can't believe this. I can't believe all these things are going to. I know that you can't believe, and I know that you never thought that you would see this day. But what's amazing is God knew exactly when he was releasing you on this earth. And God has equipped you with the ability to handle the challenges in this life. See, right now, we really need for Christians not to let fear overtake them, not to let the false voice of, I, I'm not prepared for this. I can't handle this. This is the most stressful time I've ever, oh my goodness, listen, I want you to understand something. God didn't do anything quickly. He didn't do anything by happenstance. No, no, no. I want you to know that when he created the world, he spoke over it. So that means that God had to have thoughts about creation before they ever came out. You know, as people, sometimes we think on something for a long time, even before we speak about it. Amen? Some of us guys are bold. We date our girl, girl on the first date and say, I'm going to marry you and freak them out. <laughs> You'd be lucky to keep a hold of them. Some of us, though, were thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking before we said, I love you, or before we said, I'm going to marry you. Amen. Some of you had the heart beating fast and just thought it the first night, but you didn't dare say it. <laughs> how was your day? Oh, we had fun. <laughs> hey, man, how was your day? It was okay. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, inside. <laughs> so I want you to know something. If you're made in the image of God, I want you to know that God was thinking a long time before he even decided that it was time for you to come. And how do you know that? Because on the day that you received Jesus Christ, the Bible says that heaven stops and celebrates the day of your salvation. 
See, what I want you to know is that I don't know what you've been through up till now. I don't know how hard your life has been. I don't know all the difficulties you've went through. But I want you to know something, that all of heaven was waiting for the day that you stopped letting life take over and that you were strong enough to say, hey, I'm getting saved today. Amen. Woo. I also want to remind you that on your day of salvation, it was the best decision you ever made, but most of us were the weakest we've ever been at that moment. Most of us were not riding the clouds. Most of us did not have the fat bank account. Most of us was not in the greatest place, but all of a sudden when the pressure of life came, we received Jesus, and what's so powerful about that is, is that if at your weakest moment in life, where the devil is the most terrified and trying to hold you down the most. If you could say, I believe in my heart and I'm going to confess with my mouth, if at your weakest moment he couldn't hold you back, how can he hold you back now? Mm. Oh, 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 we're getting somewhere. Oh, I don't know about you, but this has even stirred me up, amen? <laughs> I'm supposed to already know what I was going to preach to you tonight, but this is alive. This is right now here for you and for us. You know, sometimes the Bible is called the Logos Word of God. That means it's the written Word of God. But the Bible is also called the Rhema Word of God. That means that there's a moment in time where a scripture comes alive and impacts your heart in a way that it may never have impacted your heart to that moment. And I'm telling you that tonight. We're going to read a scripture that has been in the Bible and that we've heard before. But I tell you what, one good thing, one good thing about scripture, I'm sorry, I don't want to be tearing the new stage up. But one good thing about scripture is that it's not one dimension. God's word grows with your revelation from glory to glory have you ever read a scripture and it meant something to you and then you read it again and it meant something more to you amen I'll never forget the first time I read in the Bible where it says that a man that won't provide for his family is worse than an infidel I got the revelation hey I'm going to work hard and do what I can to provide for my family then several years after that, when I was working hard, I read that and I got a whole new revelation. Uh-oh. I need to provide an example of being a man of God. I, I need to provide for my family a revelation of faith working. More than just my physical work. And listen, we're spirit, soul, and body. So I, I want you to know that that scripture does mean that we need to work and we need to provide. And we need to take care of those things. But I also want you to know that I got a revelation that the biggest deposit I need to make and the biggest provision I need to bring to my household is the provision of faith. The word of God, Jesus as Lord and Savior, and my willingness to live for God. Amen? Mm. See, that's getting us to somewhere where I know that the Lord wants us to arrive. Right now, you guys have come a long way. And I tell you what, I know that some of you have been after this thing for a long time. And I want to just speak this to you tonight because there's a time in the Bible where this Joshua 
who at one time was just discouraged with the, as everybody else was because Moses died. I want you to know that this Joshua had to rise up and he had to step forward. And when he did, the Bible then says, Joshua 1, 2, by Joshua chapter 3, the Lord said, Mo, said Joshua, this day I'm going to magnify you or anoint you and empower you. And just the way people saw the spirit of God on Moses, today I'm going to magnify you and they're going to see the spirit of God on you. Hmm. And after this, that Joshua had done all this and he had served God and they had crossed over and they had had the experience at the Jordan and then Jericho and they had won all these battles and they had done all this stuff and they had really seen a fulfillment from God, then all of a sudden, Joshua makes a statement in front of all, all the people. We're just going to read that out of Joshua chapter 24. And Joshua, way before this, he's reading what God has done, but I think I'm going to start in verse 13 and just read it here. And it says, And I have given you a land for which you did not labor. This is what God had done for his people and Joshua is proclaiming this and cities which ye built not and you dwell in them of the vineyards and of the olive yards which you planted not 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 do you eat now therefore fear the Lord serve him in sincerity and truth and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord and if it seem evil unto you, boy, this man's speaking bold in front of these people, to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell in right now at this moment, you're living in the land of the Amorites where they had false gods. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I want to go just a step further here because this is where I want you to know that you have both an individual responsibility, but then as the church, we have a corporate responsibility to make a statement within this world that we live. And it says, and the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God, he it is that brought us up uh, uh, up in our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage and which did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way wherein we went and among all the people through whom we passed. See, I really wanted us to get to this point tonight because I want to say something to you. I believe that for all of us and I believe for us right here in the Urbana house tonight, I'm telling you that there's a season upon us where it's time for us to declare over our household that as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. See, here's what I want to speak to you about tonight. 
Joshua did not make this statement when he was a newborn Christian and had just started this thing. Joshua did not make this statement when he was 19 or 20 years old or at the beginning of faith. Joshua here was at a time where he has been successful. He had saw the blessing of God. He not only ate the manna of the old land, but here he crossed over and he got to see the promised land and be a part of it. So it wasn't like Joshua as was at the beginning of life or at the beginning of faith. He was fully invested. He had been at this for a long time, but even when he had been at it for a long time, he felt the urgency within himself to make an open proclamation in front of everybody so they had no confusion of what he thought about where they had come from or why he was there. See, sometimes people see us in our finished state and sometimes we can forget ourselves that we didn't get here on day one. We didn't get here on day two. It has been a long time of day after day, faith by faith, step after step, from small things to big things, serving God. And here's what I want you to know that there are going to be not just once or twice in your life. I want you to know that you may have an event that shakes you at the core of who you are. Whether it's somebody that you believed in or whether it's an event that happens where you lose someone or whether you go through a significant job loss or a job change or whether you even might go through, and I pray not, but you might go to the experience of a relationship breaking down. But I want you to know that it's critical that we can review our life, see the good and the bad, and say that since I have been with the Lord, even though I've had hard seasons, I cannot deny his goodness. Woo. I cannot deny that it's been worth it. And Joshua was just up there making a statement for everybody. He wanted you to know that even though we saw Moses die, even though I had to walk with you 40 years through this desert and I never changed my faith confession, I want you to know that after all this time, it is so worth it. I'm so blessed that I'm willing to stand up here and tell you that no matter what decision you make, no matter what choice you're making, I'm going to make the choice to serve the Lord. But I want you to know that sometimes I don't think we take it far enough because it's equally as important that the people around Joshua said, oh no, brother, <laughs> I'm standing up with you and I'm going to make my own declaration and I'm going to declare that as for me and my house, listen, we have seen it too, Joshua. We have seen the goodness of God. We experience this too to the point where we're going to say right before all of these people that as for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. Listen, I promise you that whether you believe it or not, the people in your workplace, I don't care how many wrong words are coming out of their mouth. I don't care how much fear is running rampant in the places you, I don't care what's raging on Facebook. I don't care what you see on a day-to-day -day basis that might be trying to discourage you. I'm telling you that it's time for you to shake it off because every generation and every nation has recognized over the years that it is the people that made the decision to say, as for me and my house. Whew. I'll tell you, you got people calling you in need of prayer today because even if they never said it out of their mouth to the time they had a need, 
you are a light. Come on. Some of us have children that may not be where we want them to today. Don't you give up. Don't you stop. Man, I even talked to a pastor here recently, and he had a son in his 20s that had fallen away, and he was so discouraged that he said, man, I might have to step down from the ministry. I said, what is wrong with you? He said, well, no, the Bible says that, you know, I have to be the husband of one wife and rule my household well. I said, that's right. He said, yeah, but my, I said, listen. I said, no, no, no. What that means is, is that, of course, you be faithful and you honor your wife and you do that part. And as for your house, you set up those guidelines that reflect the Lord that you don't compromise on. But if someone chooses to go run, they need you to stay active more than ever. Mm -mm. See, because I want you to know something, that when you make that kind of stance, then all of a sudden you will be like the father of the prodigal. All of a sudden, when that young child comes to themselves, all of a sudden he said, my goodness, I have grown up to the point where I know that even if I was at my father's house, he treats the servants better than the world is treating me. And I want you to know something, that if you read that scripture, it will say that his father stayed in the synagogue. His father stayed in the work that he was doing for God. And as a result, his heart for his son was so connected with God that when his son started to walk his way, he was able to come out and see him from afar off. He didn't even have to wait till his son was calling his name to know that my son's life is turning around. What made that available for the son and for the father was that he stayed the course no matter what was going on in his child's life. Oh, I'm telling you. I feel like some of you tonight over your children are just going to make a new stance that says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm telling you that I feel like tonight over some of your finances or whatever it is that you are making a stance tonight that says, as for me and my house. I want you to know that I just hear some of you over your relationships and over what you've been through the last year or two, I believe that this is a time where you're going to be able to shake that stuff off and say, as for me and my house. Hmm. Praise the Lord. Now I want to handle one more thing because this is really the foundation of everything that we're talking about tonight. And it's right here. Praise God. Praise God. Right here in Matthew chapter 16, and you probably may know this story well but I just want you to see some things in this story because this is a time where Peter made a statement and it's so similar to that kind of statement where he was stepping forward and really declaring something and I think this is so critical for us because remember I said to you that first of all we have that responsibility as the congregation in the house amen 
and then we have that, that responsibility over our physical house and our spouse and our children and what we're gonna set up as our guidelines there. And then we have that responsibility to us as an individual. See, see really the Bible says that if I don't love myself, I can't really love anyone else. Not the proper way. See, I want you to know something that really many of us, even though we're, we've been saved, we still need to fine-tune who the Lord is to us and who we are to him. Uh, see, the Bible says that those who diligently seek him, he is a rewarder of those. See, it's one thing for us to seek the Lord. It's a whole other revelation for us to believe that God's going to reward your faith. He's going to heal you. He's going to bless you. He's going to show you who you are. He's going to allow you to shake off the past and truly separate yourself. See, some of you, I wish you were like me. You know, it hasn't happened in a long time because I'm not around those people. But I remember years ago, you know, I would talk to somebody that knew me before I was truly, truly committed to the Lord. And they'd say, I, I remember when. And I said, ah, I said, that guy's dead. That wasn't me. Oh, yes, it was you. I was there with you. <laughs> I said, no, you were there with the imposter feel. Now that I'm saved, the real feel would never be that kind of stuff. <laughs> Go ahead. Don't be afraid to make the voices mad at you. Amen. But I want you to know something, that we see a time where even the disciples, if you want to think about going from Glory to glory. See, when the Bible says, hey, at one time it was okay for you to drink milk, right? But there comes a time where you ought to be able to eat the, the meat of the word. There's a time where it was okay to act like a child. Amen? Oh, man, come on. We can't be 30 things, 30 years into this thing and still acting like a child. <laughs> Put your tantrum up. Shut up. Get rid of ooh, okay. Get rid of it. Cardality's got to go at some point. We've got to grow up and we've got to rest in God. And it should get to the point where we are not easily offendable. It should get to the point where if my sister or brother's having a bad day, that instead of me whining about how they were short with me and impatient with me, I just start praying and saying, hey, I know that Sister Sally Sue is just having a bad day and she's going to be okay on Sunday. If she didn't shake my hand on Wednesday night, praise God, she might give me a hug on Sunday morning. And if she doesn't, I'm still going to have faithful I love it because sometimes I like to remind you that the Bible says that we should be able to forgive a brother 70 times 70 7 times 70 in a day huh? that's 490 times if you were to figure that out that's every couple minutes Regina has to forgive me Whew, praise God and I tell you what there are days there are days where she needs all the grace to forgive me 490 times amen sometimes around 12 o'clock at 11:58 or so I'll get up and tiptoe through the house because she's at 489 times I gotta pray through those last 12 
those last two minutes, then I could go and say, hallelujah, you have to forgive me. It's a brand new day. <laughs> I haven't got that bold yet. <laughs> but but I, I do sometimes start thinking, Lord, I feel like I've overrun my, I'm going to quiet down now because I feel like I'm getting to the end of those 490 times. But here we see that Jesus says something very important to his disciples and we're landing with this. And he asked them, when Jesus came into the coast of Sisera Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, whom do, ye, do men say that I the son of man am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elisha and some others Jeremiah and, or one of the other prophets. And then he says to them, but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. We know that after that, the Lord said, Flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you. And upon this revelation, this is going to be a powerful place that even the gates of hell could not stand against. Now, I said that to say this, that in some ways we could look at that scripture and be thankful that those guys still thought well of Jesus, right? They were calling him Jeremiah. They were calling him this, that, and the other. But the sad thing about that is that here all these people were around him all this time but never took the personal effort to get close enough to see who he really was. And see, when we make this statement tonight, as for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm telling you that there comes a point of time where I appreciate my wife's faith and it's strong. But I can't always reside in her faith. I thank God for a safe house. I thank God. You guys are so kind to me when I come. Praise God. Someone wasn't feeling that well before the service tonight. And they said, hey, look. If I look like I'm not feeling that well, it's not because Pastor Kylan isn't here. It's not because I'm not happy. I'm just feeling a little down. I said, okay, because I was going to get up there and say, hey, I don't, I, I, maybe it's because I'm a little black man that you weren't so excited. <laughs> of course, I know that would be terrible, and I would definitely be kidding because I want you to know that I feel your love. I do. I feel your love. I feel your respect. I feel. See, now I'm so confident in myself. See, I think that stuff is fun. Yeah. Well, you, you can't ever make me feel bad about my black skin that I got from the Lord because I tell you what, when he put me together, baby, it's true, isn't he? He put one great package together, didn't he? Woo! <laughs> my wife tends to pick out things that are expensive. By accident, we'll go to the store and we'll be looking for something and she'll pick something out and say, that's the most expensive thing in this house. And we'll go over there and it sure is. And I'll start walking with a little pep in my step. Because I'll say, honey, if you can pick all these things out because they're the best and the most priciest, then you pick me because I'm a part of the best. <laughs> now, with that being said, I want to say this to you. I want to say this to you. In the day in which we live right now, 
It's never been clearer that we have to make a decision that as for me and my house, in this great church that you're a body of Christ of, loving your brothers and sisters, being here encouraging each other, you certainly want to say, as for me and my house, Urbana, we're going to do it. Only believe Urbana, we're going to do it. And then I want you to know something. Look at your spouse like I'm going to look at mine when we're driving home tonight. And I'm just going to talk to her and say, honey, as for me and this house, we're going to serve the Lord. But here's where I really want to get to. I believe that all of us, no matter how long we've been on that journey, God is stirring us. And it's time for me to say, as for me and my house, I'm going to get to where Peter was. I don't ever want to be so far away that I just see Jesus as a good man or Jesus as a prophet. No, no, no. I need to see him and know him as Lord and Savior. And I need to get bold enough where I don't care if there's a pandemic shaking on my left side and the economy might not be going that well on my right side. If there's one falling at this side or 10,000 on that side, as for me and my house, not only are we going to serve the Lord, but we're going to be rejoicing. We're going to do it with joy. We're going to do it with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just declare tonight, God, that, Father, each one of us, God, we're going to live in the safety of the congregation and of the, of the church because that's the whole reason you called us out of the world so we could come together and we could worship you and serve you, God. But, God, I just feel like over our households tonight, Father, Lord, and certainly over our individual selves, Father, Lord, I sense and hear you telling us to stir ourselves and to make a declaration that as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. I thank you, God, that the Bible says that, yea, I've been young and now I've been old and I have never seen the Lord's righteous forsaken or begging bread. But I want you to know something that part of the responsibility is Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Amen? Do it his way. The Bible says if we're willing and obedient, we'll eat the good of the land. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want to take a minute, and if you'll keep your head bowed. If you're online, you can receive this too. But if there's anybody in here who says, Pastor Phil, I hear you, but I am currently not serving the Lord or I'm not saved or... I need to make that commitment or I need to step deeper with God. If that's you, just lift your hand. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, maybe this message is for someone who will be online tonight. And I just want you to know that all you have to do is what the Bible says. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Praise God. For right now, for those that are online, let's just say this with me. Say, Father, right now. I believe Jesus is the Son of God, that he went to the cross and rose again that I could be saved. 
Jesus, be the Lord and Savior of my life. Forgive me of any sin. And help me live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, just real quick, is there anybody here tonight that may have recently went to the doctor and got a report over your health that is not good or something that you were diagnosed with? Anybody? Praise God, praise God. Well, listen to this. Uh, uh, unless you have something else, uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to release the service, but I will also be here because if you want prayer for anything, I'll pray with you, okay? I know that there are people in here being promoted. I know that there's people that are praying and believing God for certain things. If there's anything like that that you want me to pray with you about, even if you say, hey, Pastor Philip, I want you to pray about me taking a stance. I, I've made a choice to dig in deeper. I'm telling you, sometimes we need to remember that. In the Bible, they used to just cut things off for a while. They would clean their house and, so to speak, look for leaven and make sure they were cleansing their house. And I will tell you, especially in the season we've been through with all the stuff on Facebook and all the stuff on TV, I tell you what, sometimes we need to shut that stuff off and just take a fast break from it and just cleanse yourself from that stuff and recalibrate in God. Amen? And so if the Lord is, is moving you in any of those directions, I want you to know that's part of saying, hey, as for me and my house, we're going to reboot. We're going to reset. Some of you might have someone who you've not been as close to or maybe a family member that because you guys difference on a couple topics that it's been hard for you to, to, to get along. And I'm just telling you, challenge yourself. Pray about that. Challenge yourself to say, Lord, how can I still be a witness? How can I keep my convictions but love someone else enough that I can love them through any situation? Amen? Hey, God bless you. Thank you for letting me be here with you. Amen. So I just thank you so much. <laughs> I, I got to tell you guys, literally this morning, I was watching the news, and I was so stressed out like like there's a lot going on right now in our lives Kyle and I there's a lot going on here there's a lot going on everywhere and I 